Hello, and welcome to the Episodic Audiobook Series, where I, Con Lavery, read to you books that I wrote, illustrated, uh, narrated, and did the improv music for. Obviously, the artwork can't be shown in this audio format, but the cover for the uh, this episodic series is artwork that I did. That's a photo collage. Or if you get the ebook or print one, for any of them, really, the books that I've written, you can see the artwork that I've done. And they range from different medias. So all that fun stuff, you could look on my website. Now, uh, we are covering Cultivate, Seed Me Relapse Edition. And we are in episode 13 now. So if you are just tuning in, go back to episode one, and uh, you'll have a better time. If you don't, you're going to be confused. Because a lot's been going on. Uh, For those tuning in, we just had Logan and Janet really go heart to heart. We learned a lot about Janet and she's she's got a lot going on with her, with the background of her dad, her interest, and oddly enough, how she got roped into the 420 drain cases with Logan. And uh, yeah, it's misery loves company, that old cliche, hey? So let's find out what happens next. They just kind of passed out on the bed and finally got some rest. So let's see how they unravel this. Chapter 13, A Second Date The next day I wake up at about noon to a loud slam of the front door and boots hitting the wall. Unlike previous nights, I didn't even have the plant dreams. It was the most restful night I've had in a couple of weeks. My only thought is that Janet sleeping next to me eased the nightmares. She's gone, though, huh, was that her at the door? I wipe the crusty flakes from my eyes and get up. My clothes are still on from last night as I simply drifted into rest. Man, it felt amazing. There's an unread message on my phone. I read and type back. Janet, I'm going to see another doctor. 10.38 a.m. You, call me as soon as you find something out. 12.22 p.m. Smart, it's worth a second opinion. At this point, we need to divide and conquer. That's what makes Janet cool. She takes logical action. Maybe this will work out. A good doctor can see the organism growing in Janet and then get it out, then get it out of me. Till then, I gotta keep my head up. More sounds come from down the hall, probably Skip, and I head over to find him. My hunger is still through the roof. As with every morning, my limbs feel weaker and my stomach aches to feed this fucker inside me. Time to feast and feed my unwanted baby. Skip is going through the fridge, trying to find something even though we only have beer. Our sink is stacked with tons of dirty dishes. Breakfast isn't gonna happen. He is here, red-eyed like last week from the party. Dude, Skip says, last night was killer. Another wild night, I ask. Crashed over at Jake's place for the evening, then came here after wake and bake. Should have joined, man. What were you doing that was so important anyway? Trying to figure out that Vicky Smith stuff. Ugh, come on, man. I told you, drop it. I was. It's a long story and I don't want to debate it. Aw, poor baby. I'm just trying to make sure you keep a rational thought process. Trust me, I have listened to you, but this stuff is a giant danger sign hitting my face. Farmer's market guy still following you? Skip, I'm serious. Tell me after some food. I got the munchies. Skip gets a joint and we leave the apartment. He needs to know the crazy-ass stuff happening. Even if he doesn't believe me, he'll have been warned when this plant rips my head free from my body. 
that's presuming Janet and I bite it. Skip and I get real classy for our first meal of the day, a pizza joint called Roadrunner Pizza. The pizza place is great for a late night snack to battle the liquor and works even better for a king's breakfast. It's right beside the Empress Ale House, letting me stare at the auto repair shop across the street and relive that fateful night two weeks ago. Skip and I sit on the high chairs, chowing down on some greasy food. My pal is on a smartphone, fucking around on social media. Like everyone, he's infatuated with the screen and has forgotten how to have basic human interactivity. Just nervous rambles. Looking at that auto repair shop isn't helping. Skip breaks from the digital trance and tells me all about the crazy night he had. The evening consisted of drugs, booze, skanky girls, and fights with testosterone-filled juicers. It's the type of evening I love participating in and hearing about. Yet, I don't care. I really couldn't give a shit. You missed a good time, man, Skip says. Well, I didn't ask to be roped back into the drain cases, I say. Okay, spill it all out on our walk, Skip says, waving his joint at me. If there's ever a time to get stoned, dealing with vines growing inside you is high on that list. Uh, no pun intended. We leave Roadrunner Pizza to embrace the green, heading off 99th Street and going down to our little secluded spot in the river valley. It's far from the ritual site, and has tons of creeks and small paths in it when you get past the rich residential homes. I kick some of the red and yellow leaves as we head down the dirt path. Skip lights the joint, and we pass it back and forth, letting the smoke escape our mouths. It's excellent weed. Smooth, warm, and welcoming. Everything you want from a good high. Skip gets the best stuff, which is why I don't see anyone else. See? Weed helps you forget about stupid plants and cultivators. I need this. Skip says, You know they're gonna legalize this stuff. That's horseshit. It's true. It's only a matter of time. Not happening, I say. We reach the turnoff to our getaway spot following the creek, leading us to a closed-off dead end. Peaceful. Secluded. The sound of the creek fills my ears as I press my boots into the mud. I feel like a kid again, entranced with everything found in nature as the sun hides just behind the tip of the forest. This is obviously the joint enhancing my experience, which we've now finished. We touch the leaves and bark as we reach the creek's incline. There's a huge pile of fallen branches and tree trunks blocking a path, our super, super getaway spot. I feel for these dead plants like I understand the pain they went through. They never asked to be killed. Man, this is good weed. That and I'm spending too much time with a hippie. A breeze picks up, blowing all around the plants, making them sway back and forth in a uniform motion. Kind of like the ritual site from yesterday, where people were being sprayed with blood. Snap! Goes a twig, catching my attention. I can't see where it is coming from in our closed-off dirt area. There's an inclining forest all around us. It could be a fox, a squirrel, or maybe a cultivator. Skip says, You ever think it's just stress? Not really. I saw stuff in the river valley. Hear me out. You don't have work. I know your cash isn't good. And you're still moping around about Emily. It's more than Emily now, man. Snap. What was that? I say, seeing the branches sway around from the wind. Fucking weed. Coyote? They're always around this area. Hungry and looking for some stray cat or dog to eat. For real though, trust me, the shit you're going through is just boredom and loneliness that can be summarized as self-loathing. 
No, it really isn't. Enlighten me. Okay, well, where to begin? The weed paranoia isn't helping me think this through. I met Donald Waite with Janet. I confronted the old man with Janet. I saw the ritual with Janet. Janet and I made out. Janet and I slept in the same bed. Well, Skip care? I never asked him. I just did. I know that old guy is stalking you, Skip says. Yeah, okay. I followed him after that. I'll leave all the Janet stuff out for now, Skip says. There you go. You're probably creeping that instant old man out. No, they have a ritual deep in the river valley. There's more of them. They've got blood and dead people. Dead people. Yes, I'm sure. I might have to call the cops again, show them where it is. Don't. Cops are the last thing you need, for my sake too. I don't want to deal with them harassing you. We climb over the pile of dead trees and I silently mourn them as we slide down to the other side. The ground is muddier, there are no leaves nearby, and there are dozens of one to two meter tall dead trees all around. Most of the branches have fallen or have been torn off. Over the years, Skip and I have carved into them, ripped the bark, and covered some with spray paint. Just think about it, Skip says. That's why we're here. It's the thinking spot. Yeah, that's true. Skip runs up to a tree and roundhouse kicks it, breaking some of the bark. He keeps being destructive as I run my hand along the trunks, feeling the dark, wet bark. Skip slaps at some branches. Would you feel better if you show me this ritual site so I can debunk it? Yes, actually, I say. Look, I think it's the seeds Janet and I ate. I vomited blood at the party and, well, it came out my ass. Skip laughs. <laughs> ass blood? Yeah, it's fucked. I think that's what happened to Vicky and what happened to Dwayne. For real? Seeds in the drain cases? For real, real. Fuck. We stop at the end of the dead trees and I turn to walk, stopping mid-step. Thump, thump. My heart stops. We walked right past a paper white girl with black bangs and a trench coat wrapped around her form so tight you'd think her body was a trunk. The collar around the coat slithers down her face, revealing all her hair and rests just by her neck. Vicky. We're not that high. That's some damn good camouflage. Skip, I say, reaching into my jacket's pocket. I still have my knife from yesterday. Thank God. Skip turns and his jaw drops. Is that Empress Chick? Yeah. Did we just walk past her? Yes, she was hiding. Men, we're a little baked. Skip takes a step forward, sizing the Vicky lookalike up. This tiny thing threw you against the dumpster? Thump, thump. Don't fuck around, I say. Brother, beneath thy flesh, comes a sharp whisper in my ear. Fantastic. Skip keeps walking closer. I hear you've been causing a lot of trouble for my bro over here. A tiny little thing like you. Vicky's head tilts, and a jerky, soulless smile rises. Skip chuckles. <laughs> Is this chick for real? You're the famous Vicky, aren't you, pretty girl? I hurry to Skip, snagging his arm. Skip, don't fuck around. Skip shrugs me off, pulling out a pocket knife from his vest. I'm fine. He keeps the blade tucked in his palm, walking up to Vicky. Why should I be scared of a gorgeous gal like you? Vicky sways side to side in a slow, pendulum-like motion, still smiling, her dead head looking at Skip. Maybe she is just a girl. Nah, it's a begging thought more than reasoning. 
She's just like the ritual people and the it's Donald described. Confirmed. I pull my knife and join Skip. Let's ditch, man, I say, grabbing his arm again. Hold on, Skip says. Come on, sweetheart. Want to show us what else you've got? We're four meters away. Vicky's mechanical muscles pucker her lips, release and pucker again in some fucked up blow kiss. Skip, I shout, tugging his vest, a couple meters from the horror. Vicky's coat unfolds, opening circularly, a flower blossoming and showcasing the bright red interior. Tiny white spikes line the red inside, running from the tip and right to the twisted vines forming the stem. Her head erects higher by several thorn-covered vines with the rotting remnants of her neck dangling. Her feet end in roots that flap around like fish while the large multi-petaled material extends from the base to its full size, encompassing the monstrosity. What the fuck? Skip says. Vines uncoil around the core, aiming straight for Skip. He swings at them, slicing one of the vines as the others wrap around his forearms and legs, piercing into the flesh. I swing at the vines, hacking one free from his arm. The others squeeze his limbs tight, making him drop the knife, jerking him towards Vicky. Skip! I shout in a sprint. My arm is raised high, ready to strike. A spike erupts in my core, and I freeze. Let us feast, brethren. Echoes a whisper. Fuck, I can't move my legs. They ache, like I pulled a muscle. Vicky slithers back, expanding the distance from my friend held in the air. He's trying to flail his arms and legs, do anything. The vines are too vigorous as more rush to his face and jam right into his throat, muffling his cries. He gurgles and tries to fight with no luck. Blood oozes down his face and neck while the red and black petals vibrate intensely. The vines slither back to the core. Skip! I shout, managing to gain control of my leg for one step forward. No! The whisper shouts, We will grow. A pulsating pain ruptures through my brain, making me yelp. I drop the knife and my legs tremble on my knees. I try to stand upright again. Nothing. The limbs are no longer mine. We will grow. We will grow. Skip. I cry. The knife. I groan, powering through the unbearable headache to snag the whip. We will grow. We will grow. We will grow. I grip the knife tight and go to throw. We will grow. We will grow. We will grow. Fucker. My arm comes to a halt. The same internal force that stole my legs now locks my arms. My breathing is rapid. We will grow. We will grow. We will grow. Ah! I shove through my raw throat. Someone, help. I can't do anything other than cry. I take another deep inhale and cough, gagging. Something is stuck in my esophagus, pushing pink saliva out of my mouth and dripping onto the dirt. Oh no. A few tears rip inside my mouth as several vines slither out of my face. They wrap around my lips to the back of my head, locking my mouth in place. I gurgle. We will grow. We will grow. We will grow. Immobilized. We will grow. We will grow. We will grow. Losing all control. We will grow. We will grow. We will grow. Unable to breathe. My mind chatter. We will grow. We will grow. We will grow. Let the feast commence, the voice says gently. Vicky's vines continue to coil around Skip's entire body. He cannot scream. His body wiggles in fear as the petals fold over him, still vibrating. The white spikes pierce into his skin as the petals wrap around his entire body. 
constricting him into a small space. The crunching of bones and flesh replaces the rattling of the petals. Blood seeps through the cracks of the folds as the vines, petals, and Vicky's head all move downward to the bloated version of her original state. Bones still crack from Skip's corpse, continually being concentrated into nothing. Soon, you will join us, and fear will not be needed, the whisperer says. Footsteps come from behind. I can't even move my head. Eventually, a large man with a ponytail arrives with a bundle of thick rope and a tarp. Big and Burly prepares the lasso as his comrade, Green Eyes, holds a petrified wood rod at Vicky. The old man is next. He stops right in front of me, taking off his hat. His dome tattoo is flaky and dry as he bows. Thank you, Seedling, for leading us to Vicky. Now she can join her brothers and sisters, as you will too. Green Eyes starts to chant as Big and Burly ropes Vicky up. If aught must be lost, twill by the world mother you return. If one must be forsaken, twill be welcomed by the prince of the underworld. If thee is found, twill be welcomed home. The old man smiles at me, stretching his wrinkles. Do not fret. Your time will come, and we will harvest your remnants. Soon, you'll be one with Vicky and the world mother. All oxygen leaves my body. My vision distorts, blurring and darkening as my body lightens. I feel nothing. Rest, the voice whispers. Your strength is needed for our birthing. Holy! Skip is dead. Like, dead dead. We saw the Vicky lookalike, which is just a giant flower, apparently. Gobble him up. Like, it didn't matter at all. Just sucked him up, crushed him, and Logan couldn't even do anything. The, that plant inside him is controlling his body now. That's just making things worse. And of course, that old prick shows up. That old guy and his gang of misfits that chant weird stuff and making they just make they make logan's life hell they've been doing it ever since his girlfriend ex-girlfriend died thanks well let's find out what happens in episode 14 or if you just got to find out now grab the audiobook grab the ebook grab the print book on all major distributors and if you want to find out more about the macrocosm check out my patreon where there are new monthly stories and other goodies which explains yeah the macrocosm the whole superverse where my stories take place. Thank you, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Take care. Ciao.